Does that make you feel better? <laughs> Man, that <laughs> helicopter was annoying. Helicopter your ass. Helicopter dick your mom. What? <laughs> <laughs> Yes. <laughs> I like how I'm the one who was like, wait a second, because my phone was on vibrate, and if it were sitting here on the table and it went off, just imagine how that would transfer through the mic. <laughs> Maybe as good as this. Hello everyone and welcome to Sort of My Podcast. My name is Vincent Herman, Vin the Human, sitting to my right. James Odell, Alpha Spectre. Guys, oh boy, look at me. Not having the script open, I'm just staring at the recording like the old days. <laughs> Guys, like our nerd news page, Sort of My Comics on Facebook, and follow Sort of My Podcast on Instagram. Check out Subject to Change Entertainment on Facebook and Twitter, and subscribe on YouTube and SoundCloud. You're checking us out somewhere. While here, why not like, comment, and share? Sharing is the only way to get us out in front of people who don't listen already. We want to make the illustrious 10, the illustrious 100, and of course, all of our personal social media is down in the description below. We, we've got a short show today, I think. Um, I don't know. I feel it. like our conversations are going to um, kind of extend it out a little bit. But as far as topics go, we don't really have a whole lot going on today, so yeah. we're going to be uh, spending more time on fewer topics yeah. today. What have you been up to, though, aside from today's aside subject Aside from what to we're material. talking about today, really I've just been working, working playing. Cool man, working down, down, I don't know the words to that song. Nope, can't think of them either. <laughs> uh, you know, went up, got some comics. I forgot to bring the years. Yep. Uh, read the issue of Venom. Hold on. Okay. <laughs> Are you looking up who wrote it? No, no. I. Are you, Are you texting your drug dealer? He's texting his drug dealer. This is great. Right? <laughs> I'm not cutting anything out. <laughs> uh, I mean, it was a really good read. It tied into the first couple issues of Venom, uh, the new series written by Donny Cates. Yep. Yeah, because this is a, um, like, it really is, it's not like some sort of Elseworlds-esque type no, story. it's, it's, it's a like a side story. in Plugs right into what's been going on in the new run. Yeah. I don't know. It, it was really, I, I don't want to give too much away because I want you to read it. But there, there's some appearances by characters that you wouldn't expect, but at the same time, it makes perfect sense. <laughs> like Jesus. Uh, his name gets mentioned out of sheer terror a couple of times. It's, it was pretty good. Does he does he show up to teach everyone in Vietnam how to love? No. God, this book sucks. <laughs> no, there, book there, sucks. Is, there is no love in this. There's a lot of blood. Is there Santa Claus? Does Santa Claus show up at some point? Uh, the Easter Bunny does. Okay, so. all right. Eh, it's not Santa Claus, but we'll we'll get there. Uh, myself, I I've been working hard on a new show that we're supposed to be doing. I don't want to say anything right now, but we made kind of a little cheeky post uh, that likely made no sense to anyone, and we'll continue not to until we give more information. <laughs> but uh getting caught up on some reading been reading a lot more star wars comics 
Uh, nothing else, really, man. I didn't really watch anything this week either, but like mm. maybe some wrestling, and I didn't even finish SmackDown. <laughs> There's like I watched two shows, two wrestling shows, and I didn't even finish the second one. However, I did finish the first episode of Iron Fist season two. So let's go ahead and jump into that topic. Oh, I have notes. Oh, you brought notes. Oh, someone finally coming prepared. All it took was Iron Fist to okay. get you to fucking do I'm it. I'm gonna tell you right now, this is all for just from like the first ten minutes. <laughs> <laughs> you got like a whole paragraph just for the first ten minutes. No, it's not paragraphs. Each line is a different point. Oh my god. <laughs> well, uh, first thing, let's talk about the biggest problem. Did you hit record? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> First of all, let's talk about the biggest problem with uh, season one, probably the choreography. Because although Danny Rand wasn't exactly the character from the comics, that at least would have been forgivable if the action was like on point with the Kung Fu classic they promised. Well, and the, the thing about it is, one of the things that really bothered me about season one was the fact that Danny was supposed to be a kung fu master at yeah. this point. You know, now granted he's not the master of kung fu, Shang-Chi, who is a step above him, but he is almost on par with that when he comes back from Kung Lun. Right. And he wasn't. He got his ass handed to him a lot. Uh he did a lot of whining. There were like there were so many flaws with season 1. Uh, that I had to fight to find the good parts that I liked. Yeah. And don't get me wrong, there were a lot of really good things about season one. I mean, if you were to shave the good stuff down, you'd have a solid, like, cool, cool at best. Not amazing or anything, but cool at best, five, six episodes. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, a lot of the stuff I understand uh, had to be in there because of origin telling and trying to bring in uh, some of the pieces from the first Marvel premiere series mm -hmm. with Harold Meacham and, and all this and that going on. Uh, I mean, granted, they put their own little twist on it. I mean, the idea was a good jumping off point yeah. for the character. I mean, you can't just jump right into the Battle of the, what is it, Seven Cities? Battle of the Seven Cities. Yeah. Which I hope that's where they're gonna go. I'm gonna after watching this season, uh, hopefully this couple, this upcoming week, uh, I'll have some more knowledge as to where it's gonna go. Right. But it started off really good. This season did. Yeah, episode one really good. The choreography looks way better. I love that kitchen fight scene. The Colleen kitchen fight Wing. scene was great. Ooh. Like. Colleen did not, like, she didn't want to get into any fight right. anymore after what happened in season one and in Defenders. She just proved to herself and everyone else, like, she's still just as much the badass that she always has been, and... Well, I think, what, uh, where did she show up before? Did she show up in... Uh, she showed up in Luke Cage, Luke because Cage, that's what I her and Misty... Got into a bar fight. Yeah, the Daughters of the Dragon did their thing, and, uh, I mean, she proved it there, too. Yeah. So, I mean, nobody forgot, but... 
But, you know, it was it was kind of nice seeing her jump in. And I kind of like the dynamic that they have going with Danny and Colleen right now. Yeah, the there, romance is really engaging. Well, the romance is there, but you can also see, like, some of that tension between the two of them because she's reluctant to get into the fighting. I, I mean, I don't really see it as tension, the way it's played out. It's more of just, the, like, he's well, offering, it's like... I, I'm it's, thinking it's kind more of, so what happened at the end of the episode. It, it, for me, it's kind of the equivalent of, are you sure you don't want some of this ice cream? Because if I start eating this ice cream and I finish this ice cream and then you want in on the ice cream, it's going to be too late to get this ice cream. <laughs> and she's like, no, I'm fine. I'm really trying to watch my figure. That's, that's the equivalent <laughs> of getting out there and fighting crime. In their relationship. So I didn't really see it as tension. I saw it as, like, he just really wants to, like, share this with her. He just really wants to share his ice cream. He just really wants to share his ice cream. Uh, Can we we draw a little bit of attention to, in the very beginning, like, he's got that kind of masked look going on. A little bit, yeah. Just with the thing pulled up over, over his mouth and nose yeah. instead of having his eyes we, and nose covered. We saw that in the trailer too and uh, that's what we were talking about uh, on a previous episode, probably the last episode yeah. about the color scheming being there and everything. But it seems regardless of the recap because in the recap it spotlights where he's supposed to be watching Hell's Kitchen. Yeah. And like, and, and you could tell they, they showed that specifically on purpose. They are like, look Here's this thing that happened in Defenders, but it seems like he, like nobody's gonna watch Hell's Kitchen. That that ending That's of where Defenders. he's at though. Isn't is it? that where they are? I'm pretty sure they're in Hell's Kitchen now. I mean, they never said it once. They never really said where they were it. at all. Yeah, I, I was so, looking for it. So I'm, I'm gonna just, assume Hell's Kitchen because I'm gonna hope Hell's Kitchen. I mean, it's definitely not Harlem. They're still eating at that uh, restaurant though. From Iron Fist. No, so, that was a different was restaurant. Was that a different restaurant? That was a different restaurant. Because okay. this restaurant is a new place because she wanted to talk to the owner. Mm-hmm. But then, like, I, I do like how they make mention of that episode of Luke Cage. How she says something about, uh, you weren't very quiet busting out the back wall of that nightclub or something yeah. like that. That's a little nod to that. Uh, and then, like, I mean, there there's little pics at everything just in this first episode. And it's like, he gets hurt. You know, still mm-hmm. hasn't developed his chi or anything like that to to aid in the healing process or anything no. like that. But uh, it does seem, uh, at the very close of this first episode, you see him training the Iron Fist. So this explains why he's using it more easily right. uh, lately. Uh, and I really like that. So he it shows that he's working on it. Yeah, uh, but there's still stuff he probably doesn't know that it say, can do. There's going to be a lot that he just he does not know at all, uh, just because he never was able to do that training with any other Iron Fist or any other kind of master yeah. or anything and like I f- that. I feel like in his battles with Davos coming up, that he's going to see what Davos can do and kind of learn from that, like realize that there's so much more to this. Based on what Davos performs. Yeah. And that's why I'm hoping that Orson Randall comes into play here. Uh, because that was a big turning point for Danny as the Iron Fist. He learned so much more 
from Orson Randall and because Orson had that book that had all these different methods and teachings and everything yeah. else in it. Which is, uh, well, that was one of the reasons people were trying to track him down is because yeah. they wanted that book. Uh, but, you know, touching a little bit on Davos, uh, him and Joy, that first scene with Joy in the show, what did you think about that? I thought it was interesting. Um, it, it it felt like the appropriate way to handle the whole boardroom stuff from the first season because in the in the first season we see all these boardroom scenes very drawn out with all the terminology and this and the that and this felt like what those scenes should have been. There should have been some jargon and shit thrown around, but it should have just been like really capsulized and uh, poignant and and get you from A to B. And uh, especially with the emotional weight from the end of season one added to this scene, it just made it so much more effective. I don't think we're going to see a whole lot of that in this season, but I do think it's going to pop up again a couple times. Yeah, I don't Uh, think we're going to see a whole lot of uh, business aspects in this season. Well, I mean, Ran Industries is still... Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? It's it's still a character in its own. It's it's a thing that you can use to manipulate and move the story, but you just have to do it right. Yeah. Like it doesn't mean you have to get like twelve old men into a boardroom scene and then stand around and talk for fifteen minutes. Like you can use it effectively without all the bullshit. Right, and I, I feel like that's one of the things they're going to avoid because that was one of the bigger complaints about the first season. Yeah, yeah, they were kind of necessary because of what was going on in the season, but at the same time, you didn't need half an episode for a board meeting. I say don't avoid, adjust. Like yeah. That's what they should be doing. Don't yeah. avoid it, adjust it. Because, uh, yeah, there's, there's stuff to be done with that. But I want to circle back to Davos. Yeah. Because I, I don't remember if... He played this character this way in the first season, but his holier-than-owl attitude is right in line with what I've read, which was the Battle for the Seven Cities. Davos is perfect. This guy is doing such a good job, and the fact, like, when he approaches Danny and they go down by the riverside and overlook and all that, and he is reciting to Danny one of the teachings from Shifu, and Danny's like, don't. And he hits him like they have that little scrap right there. First, Davos ends up getting the upper hand. And then he makes the mention about Colleen and kind of sets Danny off. And Danny turns the tide. So it shows that they are still fairly equal combatants. Well, and, and <clears throat> it also shows a little bit more because at first, when we, we meet Davos in this, he's uh, what is her name again? Joy. Joy. Uh, he's kind of berating her. Yeah, chastising her about her method of dealing with uh, Danny and, and Rand Industries and everything. And then he turns around and shows that his weakness as well, uh, which uh, appears like it's going to be his honor. His honor and his views on the ways of Kung Lung are going to be the thing that trips him up uh, yeah. emotionally. Well, and that's always been the thing with Davos is he he felt wronged. He felt he deserved the Iron Fist. You know, as he even said in the episode, it was his birthright. Yeah. And for an outsider to come in and... Which surprisingly they haven't touched on at all in this first episode. 
Yeah, like, it was briefly mentioned by Davos during that scene yeah. that it was his birthright, and, you know, what if there was a way you could return it and make everything right, all this and that. Uh, you know, that's been one of Davos's big, like, driving I wonder, points. Are they going, is this season going to focus a little more on Davos than it is Danny? Because there is that uh, past to to dive into there's well know, why is it his birthright Let's just from see some that. of the uh some of the stuff we've seen in the trailers we're going to get some flashbacks to their training and their yeah. fighting and come on all that well that's fine um, but i'm saying i want to know more about davos's lineage why right. is this well his birthright? i'm pretty sure yeah. uh if i remember right davos's father was over the tournament like mm. over he oversaw that's right yeah, uh, yeah the yeah. fight for you know whoever was to become the one Iron of the Fist. reasons he left kun lung is because he felt betrayed yeah yeah so like i feel like some of that's going to come into play uh especially during well not especially but during those flashbacks but also, I feel like we're going to learn a lot more about some of the other characters and some other driving forces behind mm-hmm. all this. Yeah, we better um, see oh, plenty and, of Kung Lung in this one. <laughs> even still, Davos is just as deadly and intimidating as he ever has been. Even mm-hmm. after getting his ass beat last season, you know he's come back. He's just as strong, if not stronger, as we saw in the uh, the fish factory yeah. thing you know when God, that was cool <laughs> when yang was talking down to him and almost threatening him he gets over to those three guys and just disarms them and could have killed them like that yeah you know without even breaking a sweat just proved his point to yang uh, and like you said, it was it was an honor thing for him yeah yang dishonored him by raising the price so you know, he kind of he, he, he had to course correct almost. It. Yeah. Well, so. I mean, he, yeah, because he he swallowed the pride in the end because yeah. he didn't say lower the price back down. He said you raise the price again. You know, there's going to be problems here. So, like in a way, he proved his point that he shouldn't be disrespected, but in the end, also bit the bullet. Yeah, on the whole price thing. Knowing that, dude, like, if he were to try to press it, it would have caused more harm than good. Yeah. Well, and then, you know, some more dynamics with Colleen come in at that shelter where she finds that box that has her family Ooh, crest yes, on it. yeah. Uh, I uh, totally forgot about that. Uh, yeah, so uh, that kind of raises some questions as to where that came from. And this is really interesting to me because I, like, as I've stated before, I only have that one Iron Fist story, and then where Iron Fist pops up during Marvel events, yeah. uh, that's my exposure. I don't really have much exposure to Colleen Wing at all, because she doesn't really play too huge of a part in the Battle for the Seven Cities. So, mm-hmm. uh, except for maybe a little towards the end there, you see a little more yeah. of her, but I don't have much exposure to her. And so I'm very interested. I'm like, oh, there's a family crest and there's a big mystery. And where did this box come from? That's right. really engaging. I want to know that. Yeah, like that kind of stuff. I can't. I can't wait to see where that comes from and where that's going to lead. Because not only is is that kind of a mystery, but that means that Colleen is going to still be very much involved in this season. And it seems like 
you know, they're not really going to leave anyone out in yeah. much of any way. Yeah. Uh, was there anything else you wanted to go over before we moved on? Uh, the dibs scene Good. in the restaurant. Okay. You know, I thought about making a note of that too. Then I was like, nah, it's so inconsequential. I, I get why you wanted to make the note because I was swept away with it at first too. But then I thought about it later and I was like, it's not actually as cool as I remember it being because the banter is fun and the banter is really cute, but it would have been so much better if there was some real like chopstick play, like some martial artist chopstick play. That. Yeah. Uh, and when I first saw it, like I had the effect as if that is what I got. But when I thought about it later, I was like, no, it's really just them moving their hands fast. And then a sound, each other from a sound effect and... was thrown in there. And it fooled me into thinking I saw some chopstick Kung Fu. And <laughs> nah, nah, Netflix. I saw through your bullshit. Well, <laughs> what I was talking about was just the fact that to get the last piece of something, they had to one up each other on yeah. a terrible like. Yeah, the banter was thing. really fun and cute. Uh, I I enjoyed that, uh, given who they are and what they're right. doing. Yeah, and, and that's what kind of stuck out is that kind of added a little bit more fun to their relationship mm-hmm. scene. Yeah, and to their date night that she refuses to call date night. Yeah, you know. Uh, through all this, we we still see that Danny still has some anger issues to work on. Uh, that I think him yeah. training yeah. down there, I think he's trying to harness and work on some of that. I think he, I think he's nailed it mostly because uh, it doesn't seem to be coming up too much in his relationship. What you saw from him in Luke Cage, he seems really at peace. Yeah, I mean, he, he's gotten control. a lot better. He's a lot less hot-headed. He's out there working uh, with the people. He works with a moving company, even yeah. though he, he runs a billion-dollar organization. Loved, oh, that's who I forgot to bring up. Mary. Okay. Oh, yes! Oh, my God, yes. Uh, Mary makes her first appearance. But I would have liked to have seen a little more of her before we got the whole schizophrenic outbreak. That she has in yeah. her apartment. Because you see her for one scene. Danny helps her with directions or and whatever. It's, like, that scene was hilarious. Because at the start of that scene, him and, what is it, Albert? Uh, yeah, whatever. They, got, they, they, they were talking was. about things and, like, his relationship and, and all this and that. And how, you know, he can go look for a girlfriend somewhere else. Yada, yada. And then turns around and Mary's talking to him for directions, and Danny just comes up smooth as fucking butter, not even yeah. trying, just helps give her directions, and she's just swooning. Hmm. Yeah. Uh, but then we, we later see her enter her apartment. This is only the second time we've seen yeah, her. Yeah, that. And she finds a post-it note on the wall that said, Don't leave, Don't the, leave house. the house. Yeah. And then later finds only a second post-it note that said... Stop moving things around yeah. or something like that. And, like, just from those, she has this entire schizophrenic explosion. And if you don't know about Typhoid Mary, she has multiple personality disorder. Yeah. Uh, I don't remember specifically if she each one of them has a different power or something like that. I know there is a... Uh, I think there's a mutant. Or something. Yeah. There's no. A... Oh, um, <clears throat> from the show Not... Legion. Legion is well, uh, is that mutant? Uh, 
Yeah. Well, it's not that he has a different different power with each personality. There is actually a specific mutant that has NPD that each one has a different power, mm. one of which can cause a global meltdown. Okay. Uh, but I then don't, also, I don't know. what, the movie Split? Uh, I know. Well, that's, yeah, that's, that's a whole not, other thing. Yeah. Uh, but no, I don't, I don't know exactly how it plays into the effectiveness of Typhoid Mary. I can't remember. I can't but, either. Uh, I know I read about it a few weeks ago for, for an episode or whatever. But, uh, yeah, she made her first appearance. It was okay. Like I said, well, uh, we could have used a little more of her before. Well, and, like, it, with everything else that was going on and, and that they had put in there to do in the first episode... Uh, just introducing her and, and leaving us with that, okay, what the fuck is going on with this chick? For people who and, don't know who she is. No, I'm just saying, like, okay, they could have had the, the scene on the street, cut her out of the entirety of the rest of the episode, and then given us another taste of her on the street. Although this time, there's like, oh, something's gone she's wrong. Like, she's in a or... restaurant or something, and like, a, a flare comes up, or whatever happens. Uh, I just feel like it could have been pieced out a little bit uh, until, like, maybe the third or fourth episode. I feel episode. like she's going to end up running into Danny or Albert or someone again in the next episode or two, and she's going to be completely different personality-wise, yeah. and well, something's going to happen. And this, She's going to kill Albert. I'm calling it now. This quick... Uh, <laughs> yeah, well, you know, that's a good call. Uh, I think you're right there, because he seems, he seems like nobody. I don't feel like we're going to be seeing that character for years to come. But I just I think that this means that they're going to burn through Typhoid Mary quick. It's like halfway through the season she'll be done and we'll get back to Davos and shit. I just I don't see her going too far if they're speeding through her this quickly. Or maybe they're just getting her set up for the Netflix universe. Well, the Netflix universe is the MCU. Like, don't don't diminish it like that. <laughs> Come on, just like just like Cloak and Dagger is MCU. I'm pretty sure Runaways is as well. Yeah, yeah, they're all connected. Yeah, but moving on from there, we got a few more uh, first look photos, and these are big ones. Yes, they are. We have been waiting on this uh, for quite some time. Uh, what, uh, what, it was the beginning of the year we saw that, uh, leaked set photo? Yeah, and like, the, in the green suit. Yeah. And what we're talking about here is we got some first look photos from Entertainment Weekly for the Captain Marvel film that's coming up. Uh, we're gonna go through these one by one. First, I wanted to look at this photo of Maria Rambo. Uh, is that how you would say that? Rambow? Rambo. Rambo, that's what I thought. Uh, some of you might know, comic aficionados might know, uh, Maria is actually a Captain Marvel herself, although somewhat different from uh, Marvel or Carol Danvers that we know. But mm -hmm. uh, really interesting having her entering into the MCU. Uh, I wonder how that'll play out, if, uh, if it will play out in Avengers It may not, score. it may just be a nice little nod. Or, you know, maybe Captain Marvel too. Uh, you know, who knows? We'll we'll see how that goes. The second photo we have here, though, is Ronan, uh, who people will remember from the first Guardians of the Galaxy film as the main villain, and Marvel himself, played by Jude Law. Uh, I I don't know if this is the director or what, but they are being directed in this photo. Yeah. But it's just really cool seeing Marvel, uh, the original Captain Marvel, in his green and black and all that. 
Uh, secondly, or third, actually, <laughs> we have Carol Danvers leading the Star Force team, uh, approaching Ronan and Captain Marvel. Or Marvel, sorry, shit. <laughs> uh, but I did want to make note we've got two characters in here that are pretty imper- uh, important. Uh, Minerva, Dr. Minerva from mm-hmm. the comics, who I believe is supposed to be the villain of this film. And if you look right here, uh, the black gentleman in this picture is Korath from Guardians of the Galaxy oh, 1. He's the, he's the guy who says, uh, who? When Star-Lord calls himself Star-Lord. Yeah, uh, yeah. Yeah, at the very beginning of the film. So he's making his uh, return to the MCU. It's pretty cool. Uh, fourth photo here. This one is really discussion-worthy. This is a young Sam Jackson with two eyes. So we're seeing a young two-eyed Nick Fury here. And it looks perfect. It... If you look at this photo, you are going to think this is taken from one of his movies back in, like, the 70s or 80s. Like, no joke. And if you're not aware, they intend on using their de-aging, whatever you want to call it, technology in uh, in this film for not only uh, Nick Fury, but also Phil Coulson. And they're going to be all throughout the film. So we're going to be seeing this a lot. And if this is any representation of what it's going to be like, it's going to be fantastic. They're really well, and pushing it to the limit. What year is supposed to take place in? In the 90s. I don't know exactly what year, okay. but uh, See, yeah, probably so early 90s. So that us anywhere from 20 to 28 years ago. Yeah. Right now. So uh, big difference there really cool cool uh thing that they've done and then moving on to our fifth photo this is something we've been waiting on for a long time scrolls scroll like how many times have we said we wanted a secret invasion mcu film like that this opens the door for that And, and i can't wait to see how they're going to put them into effect uh, with like assuming identities of other people, mm-hmm. how all of that's going to come into play. Uh, I, I mean, there's so much that has just opened up because of the scrolls. I mean, Avengers five, if if they go that far, could, could be secret invasion. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and they look great. Uh, I I think it's a little weird that instead of giving them the headpiece, they instead just colored the top of their head kind of in the shape of like that black headpiece that they normally have but otherwise i mean almost gives this one in the front and the picture that we have is almost a little ivan (laughs) ooze-esque a little bit ivan ooze-esque but but still man scrolls we have scrolls we've been waiting for them they look great yeah Uh, Uh, i don't know what part they're going to play in this uh specifically but uh, it's just good to know that they're there. And moving on to the sixth and probably most important photo of this whole thing, Captain Marvel, Carol Danvers in full costume. And it looks really cool. I think they could have played it down a little bit on the armor aspect. Um, it seems like more than what Captain Marvel would need. Well, I mean, if you think about it in the, in the comics, it's really just kind of a, a spandex suit. Yeah, but I mean... But then if you think about it as well, 
in like Captain America. His is just kind of a spandex suit in the comics. Yeah, that everyone true. has just basic spandex for the most part in the comics. <laughs> but nobody so, has. But nobody outside of Spider Man has it in the MCU. So are they doing this to match? Well, or are they doing this to dissect? Spider Man isn't even spandex now. It's all it's the, it's, the nano. It's more spandex than anyone else. Right. Well. Yeah, because it does kind of just form to him. Yeah. But at the press of a button. But to make it more realistic for the MCU, I can understand them going with like a thicker, maybe Kevlar weave material, mm-hmm. stuff like that, to give it an, an actual uh, yeah, protected but why, appearance. But why does she need it? She doesn't need protection. She doesn't need Kevlar. Maybe she doesn't know that yet. Like, I mean, in all reality... Like, not even trying to make it, like, sexually. That shit's gonna burn up and break down and and blow right off her well before her skin does. So, what? Like, what's the point in having that over making some sort of alien weaved, like, bodysuit that can withstand just as much as herself? Then it's too done up. (laughs) <laughs> hey, where do you go with it? Hey, it falls apart. Every everywhere that we have seen aliens are way more extravagant than humans are. It's uh, it looks cool. Don't get me wrong. I'm just saying, like it's too body armor for what has been stated in the article that these come from. She is going to be the most powerful character in the MCU. Yeah, or at least the most powerful hero. I don't know about character overall. So it just it does seem like too much. And then I also have the cover here uh, for. Entertainment Weekly, they've obviously done the colors up a little more, and yeah. actually it kind of looks more streamlined than it actually does in the film. Like, right here, it looks like body armor. Right there, it looks kind of like what I'm talking about. Yeah. It should look like. So that's weird that they did that, that they they slimmed it up and made it more body contouring for the cover. But the actual photo from the film is is an armored leather suit. There's more texture to it yeah. than you want. So, that, those are our photos. Looks great. I, I think they gave it way too much of a lead-up. Uh, I should have expected what this was because uh, Brie Larson uh, added EW on Twitter, Entertainment Weekly on Twitter, and said, Hey, I'm bored. Want to break the internet tomorrow? That's a little extreme. <laughs> These are cool. Really excited about the scrolls. Really excited about the de-aging of Nick Fury. Suit looks good. But that's, that's a little that's a little much, Brie Larson. You're, you're giving yourself too much credit. <laughs> well, uh, I feel like they're all doing this, though, because Robert Downey Jr. was like, hey, I want to watch the movie early with my friends. And by friends, I mean the entire world. And Marvel's like, okay. And that was like the Twitter back and forth. There was like, yeah. like menial responses. And then... Okay, we're I, I wasn't week. even aware of that until just <laughs> that's, now. Yeah, that's how un ineffective that little exchange was. Oh, I yeah. had no fucking idea like, that, that even happened. That's why they moved it up a week. I'm I'm yeah. sure it was planned and to not like coincide because I think it was supposed to come out the same weekend as Deadpool or, yeah. or the same weekend as something else. And uh, so Robert Downey Jr. made this tweet. It's like, hey Marvel, I want to. I want to watch the uh, Avengers Infinity War movie with, with some of my friends. Yeah. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah, I got yeah. it. 
<laughs> I'm like, that was one of it the It felt dumbest... like you were about to say the entire thing over again. I was like, oh, no, no, yeah. No, right. it, it just, it felt unnecessary. It's like, yeah. now coming a week early. Uh, and, and really for this film, for the Captain Marvel film, I, I feel like it has to live up to the hype because yeah. we, we, we came off of Avengers on a real big high. Ant-Man and the Wasp happened. That was a good film. Fun. Uh, really opened up the MCU and like mm-hmm. the quantum realm, uh, way and everything. But it was like, okay, this is an MCU film. This is like towing the line. So now we're cooled down a little bit. We need to start Going up that hill a little more. Back up. We need to go up that hill just a little. Ones until this is the last one before Avengers Four. Yeah, this is the one. This is our last one. This one goes directly into Avengers Four. Yeah. So we we need this to start getting us up the hill, and then Avengers Four needs to be that peak and and shit. So. Uh, hopefully, though, it will live up to that. Hopefully they don't do any more of these. You want to break the internet. Because you didn't. <laughs> you didn't break the internet. I saw nobody else really talking about you this You know what would have broken the internet? Yeah. Just releasing the trailer. You know, you, that you know would have done a better job. IGN only posted so much about it because they didn't post about every photo in one article. They posted about each individual photo with individual articles and shit. Really? Uh, I only saw like three posts from CBR. I saw nothing on my Instagram. Uh, yeah. It, Instagram has been weird lately. Like, I'll see like the same person's posts. Like, they'll be like five in a row. And I'm like, yeah. I don't care enough to see five of their posts all in a row. Uh, yeah, I don't know how their algorithm works. I don't either. Uh, moving on from it. there, though, let's talk about the big story of the episode. This is one we have covered every step of the way, really. Every single... Are we talking about the sex out. cult again? Oh, well, yes. <laughs> in the way that it's not about Alice Mack and instead about Spider-Man, and instead of a sex cult, it's the PlayStation 4. Oh! Yeah, yeah. I, we, I remember hearing something about that. We uh, we picked up our copies on Friday, day one. Uh, you picked it up a little earlier, and I was super pissed about it. <laughs> because I was in that area at that exact time. How did you not see the line outside GameStop? I, I don't know. And... GameStop, fucking inform your customers when you're going to have an early release. They did. They didn't inform all of us. Did you not get the phone call? I didn't. I got no phone call. I got no uh, no email, nothing. Like, they nothing. they called. Like, I, I was at work, and I see this <laughs> phone number pop up, and I'm like, that's not a spam call. I should answer that. Yeah. And here, I was thinking, okay, well, maybe I'm already getting a phone call for this job interview. No, it wasn't that. But it was GameStop letting me know that, hey, we're going to be, uh, you know, releasing this at 9 Those p.m. tonight. And... Bastards. Hey, not only do they run out of the fucking collector's edition before I can get a copy, but then they don't even fucking tell me it's coming out early. I, th- I feel I like got, there's a thing going down here. Maybe I got I've got the food. last collector's edition available for pre-order there, you and <laughs> I got in there that morning to pre-order it. Uh, I feel like me and GameStop have beef. I think they I don't had, know where it came from. They, I think they had like four of the collector's editions, 
and then like I saw five or six people walk out with the Spider-Man PlayStation. Okay. Either way, we got to play this game, and so far, I'm loving it. It's... Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. I'm loving it. It, 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 Graphically, it's absolutely spectacular. It's... Uh, The gameplay is amazing. Uh, The controls are really friendly. I love the swinging mechanics. Like, like it's so intuitive. It feels like you're Spider-Man. And I'm saying this... I'm a little disappointed in you right now, Vinny. Uh Huh. I was talking about how the graphics were amazing. This was spectacular. Oh, no. I, I but... got all those. I got them. But I want to talk about the game. <laughs> Get it. Which, you, you forgot but, to bring up let, Superior. But oh, let's take but... a moment. When you first start the game, your difficulty mode is friendly, amazing, and spectacular. That is really fun. I really, really Just fun. right off the bat. What that was just great. Smile brought right to your face from that uh, alone. Uh, but oh, another thing within the first few seconds of the game, uh, while it's panning through uh, Peter's room, like did you notice the magazines? The, the magazines. The, it pans past these magazines, and on the very top, Amazing Fantasy number fifteen. Ah, nice. Nice. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh... What, have, what was some of the stuff on the walls? Uh, the stuff on the walls were articles from where he's captured, like the Rhino, Vulture, yeah. Scorpion, Shocker. Like it, it was just Daily Bugle front pages about all of these villains. Now, do you think the Sinister Six is going to be in here? Wink, no. wink. No, I don't. No, probably not. Uh, <laughs> we know, yeah, we know who one of the big villains is of this just based on that gameplay trailer that we saw months well, back. No, and that's the thing. Is he... Because yes. the more stuff that came out about this, it felt like he was just going to be one of the villains. I feel like the big bag and the bad here is going to be the Sinister Six. How how like, can you I've, have them be secondary to Mister Negative? Well, I I feel like Mister Negative is going to play going to play a prevalent part in this game. Um, I am a good bit further in the the main story than you. I won't say a good bit. I'm mm. maybe like four or five story quests yeah. ahead of you. You're like a solid half hour, 45 minutes ahead of No, me. I'd say as far as if you were just sit and play the story, go from story yeah. quest to story quest, I, I, you could probably get to where I am in about an hour. Okay. Maybe, maybe a little bit more. Uh, so I've encountered a couple of other bosses and some other things, but now, I'm not going to say a whole lot. How do you want to ta- tackle this? Do you want to do you want to talk about mechanics and uh, features and stuff first, or do you want to talk about what we've experienced in the story so far? Because honestly, we we could talk about everything that we've experienced in the story and not, and even not touch yeah, on we're any not the even stuff. like spoiler. I'm not even gonna give this a spoiler warning, no matter what we say, because I honestly don't feel like. We've gone far enough. It's got 20 hours of gameplay. That's that's story gameplay because yeah. of all the other stuff that you can do. Like, there's no way that's just 20 hours. Which now, now here's the other thing: is there are things that you unlock. There are like other side quest type yeah. things, like searchables and all that, that you unlock From, as the game goes. Yeah, now, it's, do you want me to talk about things that I have found that you haven't come across yet? No, or? no, no. Nothing okay. like that. Like, let's not spoil it I for mean, each other, but, like, <laughs> let's spoil it for the listener. I think is what I'm trying to say. No, no, no. Uh, 
you know you can because honestly like again it's not going to affect me very much uh anything like you've got an extra hour in the game but there are tons to do here like landmarks finding backpacks stopping a variety of crime i found so i don't know if you've found this yet but i was just walking around the people and some people were taking selfies and stuff yeah you can interact with the yeah. people to gain like a little bit of and extra then, xp uh, you gotta watch because sometimes if you're just walking on the sidewalk someone will just try to shoot you yes no that happened to me a few times yeah so uh, i mean <laughs> it's a completely interactive environment it really is it really is um and everything's interactive. Oh, like, just before we started recording, uh, I, he wanted to see where I was in the game, so he brought it up, and I started swinging, and I, I started hitting the, it, these buildings, and he he will twist and move and like, duck in and out fire of escapes, fire escapes and shit. Like, there's just water towers that he'll go, like, and it goes slow-mo when you go through those cross yeah. beams of the water towers. Man, it is just beautifully it mapped is. out. It, like, so detailed. And, uh, okay, let's, so let, let's, let's talk, talk about some of the some well, of the different features. We were just talking um, about swinging. Let's talk about the swinging mechanics. It is fantastic. It is. You know, it, it's so easy to to get lost in it, this game. It's easy just but, swinging around. Yeah, and and the the mechanics themselves are easy but versatile. There's like right. so much you can do with them to yeah, accelerate can, or move through. You can things. just hold R two and swing around, control your swings and everything, get to where you're going on, and that's all you have yeah. to do, and that's great. But you can also swing up high, hit mm -hmm. L2 to zip line to a part, point launch off of that to get some more speed, and keep doing that across a bunch of rooftops if you don't you have hit, a whole lot to swing off of. You hit a building um, at full speed, and then you can just start running you up, can it, run up it, run up it, run along do. the wall, like, yep. and then hang the corner and go around the other wall. Mm -hmm. uh, you there are car chases. Uh, yeah, you know, that you have to web swing to catch up to. Yeah, and then you have to hit the, you have to hit triangle at the. It's a when you're close enough. What, what do they call that? Quick time event. It's a quick time event. Uh, yeah, side quest like, type thing. Uh, they just pop up, or you'll hear them on the police scanner. Mm -hmm. Uh, which kind of go back a second. One of the first thing you're, one of the first things you are tasked with doing. Is the entire city's uh, police radio network has went down. Mm -hmm. So your task provided by in. Oscorp. <laughs> Who else? Right. You know. So you have to go and fix these towers. Well, when you fix them, you kind of hack into them to fix them. Mm -hmm. So you pick up police broadcasts. Oh, it's exactly like the cryptographic sequencer from the Arkham Asylum game. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it, it's one of those little things to fix the tower. Uh, except for in Arkham, I think it's you're unlocking doors or something. It's right. Arkham City, I think. So, I mean, so you hear these police broadcasts of there's a mugging in progress on mm -hmm. blah, 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 or a police chase, or there's been an accident at this intersection. All these different... Somebody jaywalked, uh, you know, someone yeah. littered. Yeah, so someone everything. threw their Snickers wrapper down in Central Park. You gotta go and beat their ass and rub their nose in it. And they're uh, Betty White at first, but then it turns out they're just some criminal, but they're not them when they're hungry. <laughs> uh, and the thing is, this encompasses all of Manhattan. Yeah. Like, the entirety of Manhattan. And it's building for building, as far as I can tell. Granted, I've never been to Manhattan, never seen an aerial view of Manhattan. But every landmark 
is is in this city. Well, yeah, and they have uh, landmark side quest where your objective is to go to these places, take a photograph, and then you earn experience for doing that. Yeah, and they have everything from like the Chrysler Building, the first one you take a picture of the, the Empire, Empire State, State Building, yeah. uh, the UN. Like the yep. the church, Josie's restaurant, Daily Bugle, uh, Alias Investigations is one. Oh wow, really? Like, I, I mean, and it. the thing is, you you encompass all of this, so so it kind of makes sense. And I'm waiting to find uh, the the gym in Hell's Kitchen where oh, yeah. Matt's dad trained, because I that's gotta be one. That would be great. Uh, but there's like the bar with no name. I had no idea what that was. Huh. It was just I took a picture of a yeah. core of a building. Yeah, because it's not just New York landmarks; it's Marvel landmarks too. Yeah, and then you'll come across that stuff like we haven't read or we just don't know it's a landmark in New York. Like so, it's really up in the air. Uh, there's a lot of that type of stuff. Um, it's like you know, like we were talking. There's the crimes; those are all side quests you mm-hmm. need to complete. You backpacks. need to stop so many. Yeah, the backpacks; those are fun. Yeah, because uh, every time you find one, if you hit triangle, it'll give you like a little backstory, like Peter reminiscing on the item inside the backpack, and, and it's all from. Uh, high school days. Mm-hmm. Like if he even states when he finds the first one, that these backpacks are what he just left and forgot when he was in high school. Right. Uh, we should probably mention this takes place eight years after he becomes Spider Man. Oh yeah, this is true. Uh, yeah. So you know he is he a caught... college graduate. He's working with uh, Doctor Octavius uh-huh. and uh, you know which. Really interesting moment when uh, yeah. when Doctor Octavius catches him working on the spider suit. Uh huh. Like you think the jig is up there, and, and and the thing is, Peter's just like he just submits to it. He's like, well, he found me I with mean, the he's suit. Been, he knows he's been caught. You know, yeah, yeah. And, and and the way Octavius is talking, like you yourself as the player think that like fuck Octavius knows that he's Spider Man now, and it turns out he just thinks that he's making the gear, and all of a sudden Octavius becomes your gear guy, and he just keeps making shit, and right? you gotta unlock it and whatnot. And there's oh yeah, you haven't come across that yet. <laughs> um, the uh, fucking strip club. Part where well, you finally see that Mary club. Jane there, became a stripper. There's, oh, oh, there's something I want to say. I'm going to say it anyway. There's a Stanley cameo. Oh, is there? Yeah, okay, I don't know what. I don't it's, want it's to know in what the it story, is, but I'm glad it's there. Yeah. But it's and, and it's so good. It, it's it's perfect. Nice. In my opinion, it's it's so perfect. Uh, and and you'll learn. In the next mission you do, because of where you're at, you'll learn a few things that kind of make it, oh, that happened. <laughs> uh, which is really All cool. Right. But, like, some of the other explorables that I found that you'll have that you come across here real soon. Yeah, I know there are uh, more coming up. Uh, there's Black Cat involvement. Yeah, I knew uh, she was in the games. Uh, it's it, Silver Sable really cool. is coming uh, up at some point. I haven't come across the Silver Sable stuff. Yeah. There was another expo. Oh, uh, the the kingpin, the the kingpin fights. Mm-hmm. Uh, have you come across any of those at like the the, the, the warehouse? Areas? Yeah. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The it, construction like, sites. Yeah, yeah. Uh, which that's I think that's one of the things that we saw in the trailer for the game. I think game. that was the first gameplay trailer. Yeah. we saw that. 
Which I but cannot figure those, out how to be stealthy in any of this. Every time I do... I figure one of the first things you need to do in your skill tree is go and get the one that increases your range for um, perch takedowns. Because okay. that's the one that's going to shoot webs at them and pull them up to you and take them down. Now, okay. if you're up on like a beam or something like that, you can hit triangle for a yeah. web takedown, but that takes you down to them. Well, I've got a perch takedown, but I can only ever activate it when I'm above them. Yeah, uh, if and you I'm, I'm the not, range, it's so much more helpful. I'm not successfully sneaking up behind them at all. <laughs> uh, well, uh, well, and that, that brings me to another thing I, I think we should talk about. Yeah, I'm fucking awful at the combat, dude. No, How? let let me tell you something. Brutes are the worst. Yeah. Like, because, okay, you can get in the middle of a group of, like, eight of them, and as long as you can dodge yeah. fairly well, you're going to survive the fight. Except for when they start shooting at you with a machine gun, I, like, I only dodge that, like, half, if not less of the time. Like, I, I just have started uh, getting a few hits in, and I just, I watch Spider-Man's head. Yeah. When it turns blue, I hit well, circle. Yeah. And something we've been talking about since we saw the first gameplay trailer, this is incredibly comparable to the Arkham uh, games, yeah. uh, the Batman games. I think, did Insomniac make those as well? Because I know Insomniac is a part of this. Was it Insomniac or was it Sledgehammer? I don't know. But I know, like, these. this game shares all the similarities yeah. with that. And, and, and right down to the combat. We've been talking about that for a while. The combat in this feels a lot faster, which makes sense because it's Spider-Man. And I think that's part of where I'm having trouble. But I was good at Arkham Knight. That wasn't <laughs> that long ago. Well, I was good at the combat in Arkham Knight. The thing Knight. is, you, you don't really have, for like these street fights, mm -hmm. you don't really get very much prep time or anything like that for these. You just kind of drop down into Even it. when I do have prep time, I seem to bite the dick on it every time, man. Uh, but I've noticed uh, you'll get the... What difficulty are you playing on? I'm playing on friendly. I am on easy. And I'm having this trouble. See, I'm playing on amazing, just the normal mode. Well, you're, you're not that old anymore. You know? Just... Play the fucking story. Play it on easy. <laughs> I know what you're talking about. I've seen that post before. <laughs> uh, but, like, the the guns, whenever they're getting ready to fire at you, there's, like, a white line leading to you, and then it turns red, and then they yeah. fire. Uh, yeah, I see There's it. been times where there's, like, four of them coming at me at one time, and I'm like, shit. So much going on at one but, time. <clears throat> guns have nothing on brutes, okay? Yeah. Brutes are basically kingpin. Well, and here's the problem, is that the brutes, they're bigger, but, like, when you're in the shit, you don't really notice that they're bigger at first. And then you start trying to fight them like they're just the regular guys. And it does nothing. <laughs> yeah, and it does nothing. So, but what I figured out with them is they will kill you. And oh, yeah. the way that they kill you, and it can just be you versus them. But if you don't get that first dodge, you're pretty much dead because they'll hit you. It'll stagger you. They'll charge and hit you again, and you can't get out of it because you're staggered. And it'll stagger you again, and then they'll charge and hit you again, and then you're down to one health. Yeah. Yeah, that pisses me off so bad. So <laughs> I'm at a point, have you looked through the gadgets very much? A little much? bit, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I have the, the, the web bomb. The web bomb. Uh, okay. 
I don't have that yet. Well, you can scroll through and see all the different gadgets and read what they do. You you throw it and it sticks to an enemy, and then it explodes with webbing outward with like a little bit of force. And if it hits people up against a building or something, or a car or a street post or something, it will pin them to that. And they're out of yeah. the fight. Like they're just yeah. they're out of the fight. And that's so helpful. That is so helpful. <laughs> I didn't know a lot of Like, one of the things that I, I've started doing more during fights, because it slows down time so drastically, is switching between gadgets. Uh, I have found out you almost have to do that in some of these bigger fights. Which, thankfully, it's it, it isn't one of those things where if you switch a gadget, you have to go into that menu and they're still fighting you. No, it stops time so you can yeah. switch the gadgets, which is so, thankful. So that's really helpful. So I I go into a fight, and I'll throw the web bomb, and then I'll throw everything else I have. Uh, and it kind of helps for a minute, but have you have you been doing any of the extra objectives during the fights yet? I've been trying to. Like, in the uh, last few, when I, I've started to get a little more comfortable with the fighting. I'm still not good. But I've been trying to do some of those, yeah. I have uh, trouble kicking people off of buildings. I can't see, seem to get them to the that edge. one gets a lot easier if you pick up the uh, the swing kick skill. Okay. Because uh, all you do is you just jump with X and hold square, and it'll kick them off the edge. And it's great. Cool. But I think I actually just unlocked that one, too, mm-hmm. on the perk tree. Yeah, one of my biggest issues is throwing enough objects at people <laughs> because it's like I'll grab an object and start winding it up to throw and then I'll get shot down before I can throw it. Or you accidentally sling it off the side of the building or something, <laughs> yeah. Uh, this is real fun though. It so, is. Like, I'm going to go ahead and I've, I've played Web of Shadows, played Shattered Dimensions. Shattered Dimensions is very different type of game. It's more story in a, uh, in a red, that more story focused. Yeah. Yeah. Not like a word, nothing like what I was apparently trying to say. Iterated. Uh, uh, but it, 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 those, those are story focused while web of shadows was more open world. That I think that was probably the last best Spider-Man game I played. And this like, just blows it out of the water. And I loved that game. It was fun as hell, but this is just next And the thing level. is, what's great about this is the map is huge. It really is. Yeah. Because if you look, you have... There are times where you're, like, right dead in the middle of the city, and you have almost 3,000 meters to go to your quest destination at the top or the bottom. Yeah. So... Obviously, you know, it's the city of Manhattan. You right. have quite a bit of distance to cover, but you can cover it fairly quickly. Uh, you do eventually unlock fast travel. But I don't know that I'm going to use it. Like, I have so much fun swinging through the city. I don't think I'm ever going to use fast travel. It unlocks to only to certain destinations, though. So I'm guessing, like, the first one it unlocked to was your apartment. Mm-hmm. And then I'm going to guess that it'll you can fast travel... Well, it showed you can fast travel to police departments so that you can get to, like, a different section of the city quicker. To, I'm going to guess, Octavius Industries. Doing a lot of guessing here. Uh, that That's the thing. Like, I haven't really messed with the fast travel yet. I'm going to guess that you're probably going to guess about more But I, I'm, I'm guessing 
that I guess <laughs> you could guess that. Uh, another thing uh, that we were talking about before we started recording, uh, suit customization is kind of a thing. Here. Yeah. Uh, well, we don't mean that in the way that like, you can build your own spider suit. Technically, like the skin of the suit is whatever you know you choose, whether yeah. it's the noir, iron spider, spider punk, uh, the new suit, the old suit, whatever. Uh, but you can customize its abilities and its gadgets in a way. I think what it has like three gadget slots, and um, then you can there, change the ability. Three... It's modifications. Modifications, and then you right. have the suit power, which is like a super ability that you yeah. can use. Whether it's sparingly uh, using your what your focus, like uh, it'll build up a, a whole focus thing, so that you can just chain finishers like crazy. Yeah, or or the dude, spider I legs. use it to heal. Yeah, I almost never use finishers. I use it to heal. <laughs> it depends on what fight I'm in, because sometimes it has like perform this many finishers. And yeah, things. I'll do that. But, but uh, uh, I use the spider, the spider legs. legs. Or... There, there's one the noir suit yeah. when you activate it. Uh, when you alert an enemy, it doesn't alert other nearby enemies. Yeah. Um, it's the Batman the one with, ability, yeah, <laughs> yeah, the uh, the punk. The spider punk comes suit, with the guitar, with the, the guitar with the yep. righteous waves of sound. Or, yeah, uh, and then uh, and then the modifiers are stuff like extra swing or like yeah, extra like, damage stuff like that. So those all come in really handy. Yeah, um, and I think that's interesting. And, but I don't, like I don't like I don't like the suit ability thing being customizable. This is like the noir suit. Noir Spider-Man has that ability for a reason. Right. Spider-Punk does the guitar thing for a reason. It's it's weird to bring up Iron Spider-Man and now all of a sudden he's got an electric guitar. Like, what See, the fuck? And, and I understand where you're coming from with that, but the thing is, okay, you find an abil- uh, a suit power that you really like, you get really no, comfortable I get with it. it. All that. I, under- I understand why it's there. It's because like some people might be more proficient with the spider arms than they will with the the super focus or whatever. And let me tell you what, if you're having trouble in combat, those spider arms will kick ass. I I got to play, the last thing I did with the game before you came by was I wanted to play with some of the suits, because I've been, I tried to play games straight the first time through, you know, like I'm probably going to be in that uh, white spider suit for most of the game. But I didn't want to, I wanted to play around with some of the suits. And so I ran around in Iron Spider from Avengers Infinity War for a while. And yeah, those fucking arms are awesome. They're right. real fun. Uh, and I've only unlocked, I'm wanting to say, three or four su- more suits than you have. Yeah. And the thing, check after almost every, like, fist mission or check back in your suits often because they just unlock. Well, yeah, that um, Spider Armor Mark II suit. Like, just showed up at a random. And it's like, uh, as far as the suits go, there are 25 suit spots. Mm -hmm. Uh, I have found a secret one. Yeah. Not so much a secret one, but one that's not on that list right there. I'm thinking there's going to be more than that. I remember Uh, reading an article that said something. uh, I don't remember the number, but it was definitely more than 25. So I think there's more suits than than what it's showing right there on that grid. Based on the suits that you have in your inventory right now, uh, what suit would you like to see be unlockable or come in? 
I like the original Iron Spider suit, but honestly, with the Avengers, I feel Infinity... like that's gonna be in here. Honestly, with the Avengers Infinity War one in there, I don't think it is. I, I think they're gonna use that for something a little more deep cut. Um, hmm, let's see here. There's 1602, which is pretty fun. Yeah. Uh, well, that's the. I feel like Kane should be in there. Uh, from the Spider? Yeah, the, the that's newer Scarlet just Spider. To. Oh, no, the newer that's one. that's Ben Riley Scarlet Spider that's in there. I'm talking about Kane. Oh, yeah, oh, with the yeah. red and the black. Superior's uh, got to be in there. Uh, I think the one I would really love to see over all of them. Oh, damn, this is this is really hard. Maybe this, <laughs> you know what would be funny? Spider Gwen. <laughs> just throw a Spider Gwen in there. Uh, what, what were you getting at, though? Uh, I, uh, to be perfectly honest, I want to see the the first spider armor. The, the oh, the black like and the, the silver? The black and silver, like, yeah. the big bulky pieces and all that. Yeah, that'd be pretty cool. I'd, I'd be very interesting. It'd be just a kind of a, a neat nod. I mean, they've got Mark II in there, so why yeah. not? Uh, and yeah. and they, they made the point to label it Mark II. Ooh, Negative Zone Spider-Man has to be in there. If Mr. Negative is one of the villains, then Negative Zone Spider-Man has to be one of the suits. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, God, I'm trying to think of... The suits that I have unlocked. Ooh! Oh! What a, uh, What about from the... Um, I don't know if it was in the comics, but I know it was the animated series. It was where he gets the big, like, crazy mutant spider head and the fucking... Man arms. spider? Man spider, yeah. Oh, Man spider would be great. I want that. Six-arm Spider-Man would be cool. Oh, I want that so bad yeah, now. Yeah, I want those ones. And, yeah, I'm pretty sure that was in the comics somewhere. Yeah, probably. More than likely, but, uh, uh yeah... Those, do you those think they'll do black really cool. suit? Or do you think they'll try to incorporate Venom at some point? Um, I I feel like black suit is going to be in there. Uh, and like you, you, you could argue that if they're going to strip away the original Iron Spider suit, then why not black suit? Because it's been overdone. But Venom's getting ready to come out. I mean, it is more than the Iron Spider suit. It is a staple of Spider-Man yeah. lore. So you definitely have to have that in there. They already have one Iron Spider suit, so they can get away with getting rid of the other one. But I don't think you can get away with uh, avoiding the symbiote suit. I don't think so. And like you said, you know, I think they'll incorporate the Superior. I think there's a lot that they can put in there. And like mm-hmm. I said, you know, I've found so many one... more than twenty five to choose from. Yeah, that's, like that's I said, like sure. and the thing is, when you unlock this, this. 26th one mm-hmm. there's no other spots after that like there's no other question mark spots or anything like that no but like so it when, just kind when of you fills first, in when you first opened up your menu there were only like five menu things and then it the just deeper you get into the game grew. yeah things uh, just start what do you think to of the benchmarks the benchmarks that's like uh Skimmer is one of them, where you web swing low, close to the street, oh. or wall run for so for so much. Like yeah, yeah, like I've that. seen things pop up. It's like one hundred out of six hundred web swinging or something. I'm like, yeah. what the fuck is that? <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, I haven't looked into the benchmarks at all yet. I was looking a little bit at them, and it's like uh, one of them's land five hundred perfect hits. Uh, which yeah. I don't know if you've unlocked that in the skills or not. It's basically I've seen it in the skills. Yeah, for sure. you yeah. gotta do that. Uh, one of them's for perfect dodges. Yeah, um, I think there's an activating suit power one. There's just more ways to get more experience. And yeah, stuff. Uh, and, and I, 
I got something. I don't know if it was for hitting a certain level or if it was for one of the benchmarks, but I got 5% increased uh, web swing speed. Oh, cool. So I don't know if it was from one of those benchmarks or what that was from, uh, but have you checked out the social feed? The social – oh, yeah, the, basically you, uh, the, the their Twitter – yeah, you, I read some of it. Like I don't, I try not to get too lost in that because I want to play the fucking game. Yeah, yeah. some of them, I, I was reading through a little bit of it when I was eating. Uh, I paused the game. I was yeah. getting something to eat real quick, and I was just kind of scrolling through those, and they were kind of making me laugh. Yeah, some of them and were then, pretty fun. Oh, one of the other cool things is uh, J. Jonah Jameson basically <laughs> kind of has his little his own little podcast. Thing. I do want to say this. The, the whole made-up Twitter thing, totally inaccurate. Nobody said anything racist yet. so Right. Uh, Give it time. Yeah. Give it time. <laughs> but yeah, J. Jonah Jameson, I don't think it's a podcast. I think it's, it's like a, it's a live web show. Like a we- live or radio, something. like a web radio thing or something like that. But still hates Spider-Man as much as oh, ever. Oh, yeah. Uh, oh, he has that one guy, who that, that guest, who he thinks was assaulted by Spider-Man, but turns out they were actually saved from an assault by Spider-Man, and yeah. then he fires his intern, and then tell he tells them to fire themselves, then to rehire themselves, but to let themselves know that they're going to be fired if they ever screw up that bad again. <laughs> so, yeah. Like, the, when those little things pop up, you just kind of swing around and so, listen to him. I was so bummed because I uh, I activated a backpack thing in the middle of one and expecting it, it, it to come back. But they do save. Like, you can go in and, like, where all the backpack stuff saves, you can listen to all the Octavius yeah, tapes yeah. that you found, all the J. Jo- uh, J. Jonah Jameson broadcasts. Oh, okay. So, yeah, they're all there. So probably going to go back and listen to that one. But Because uh, I think it, it was the one where he had Aunt May on. And that, I don't yeah. think that one's popped up for me. Really? Yeah. Either either it hasn't popped up for me, or it did, and I it was didn't. like a call in or something. Yeah. But I know it was Aunt May was it was on there. Uh, yeah, guys, so, this game is so good. And there's one more thing that we haven't even talked about yet. It's not the best thing, and I really I think I meant to squeeze this in the middle, but I got carried away with the conversation. But I have a photo that I want to show you here, Odo. Odo, there is a mode called photo mode, and uh, I found this we little pressed area. up on the D-pad? No, that is for taking uh, the pictures of the landmarks. This, however, is uh, a mode in the game from the options menu. Uh, when you hit options, it's oh, in there. I thought that was just an option for like how you take your pictures when you're doing that in game. Nope, it is a totally different thing that for whatever reason did not save to the folder in the right uh, way. Uh, here it is, though. Uh, there are so many of these different filters, but basically you can set up this whole scene and use the camera like three dimensionally to take the photo however you want to take it of Spider-Man. And I did this one of a cover of Amazing Spider-Man because I found this graffiti of cat, uh, Black Cat on a wall. And then I, I did this whole thing. I felt like that was the time to fuck around with photo mode. And yeah, you could just set up these little scenes with Spider-Man. Uh, and we've posted this. I posted this to the Subject to Change Entertainment uh, Facebook page. And I post it to... Um, I shared that post to the sort of my comics page. So you can go to Facebook and look at this photo that I'm showing Odal, but it's basically an amazing Spider-Man comic book sitting on a wood table with like um, 
crumpled paper. Crumpled. I think it's like cheeseburger wrappers and headphones off to the side, and then Spider-Man from behind looking at this black cat graffiti, and it looks like a perfect comic book cover. Like it really, yeah, does. it yeah. really does. I that like looks that. like a book you would pick up. Uh, so yeah, this is really cool. I think now I have unlocked another few hours in your life. <laughs> yep. So, but really fun mode, guys. You should check it out. There's just so much to love about this game. Uh, really, the best Spider-Man game. Uh, the greatest new addition to the Batman gaming franchise. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey. Do Do you want to know who you, who the boss is you fight after Fisk? Is it Black Cat? No, it's not Black Cat. Is it Batman? It's not Batman. Batman teams up with you. Oh, cool. So it's the Joker and Venom then. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah, real, real great game, guys. If you haven't picked it up, if you were on the fence, you just didn't know, you don't even own a PlayStation 4, go spend like $600 just to get this game because hey, it's listen, pretty great. Listen, $400 can get you the Spider-Man system and the Spider-Man yeah, game. You, I honestly considered buying a whole new PlayStation <laughs> this game. Uh, I did not, however, but uh, it was uh, very, I'm, very I'm hoping to upgrade to the Pro uh, sometime in the spring. Yeah, like, the only reason I have I already it, have a 4K TV. I was going to say, the I only reason I have it is because I don't. See, uh, so. I don't have anything that's 4K capable. Uh, like, I have a couple of games that are now. Yeah. Uh, this one is, I have, Horizon Zero Dawn is. I have um, one 4K Blu-ray. And that is Avengers Infinity War. Yeah, mine too. Uh, yeah. Uh, but we we got to move on in the show, guys. We still have two more segments. We're not doing a comic uh, review this episode. We figured uh, the review of the game would be sufficient enough. But we do have so much news that comes out in the week, as always. And for that reason, we like to jump into the phone booth. It's time for the news. The phone booth news. That was a terrible segment. I'm going to leave it, though. (laughs) (laughs) That's right, guys. It's time for the phone booth news, where we try to give you the news faster than Deadpool can save the day, which gives me three minutes, 45 seconds to spout off the news. Oda will be here on the clock. Let me de-spitify myself, so hopefully I I can get through this fucking thing. (sighs) Okay. Oda, whenever you're ready. Go. In video game news, a trailer announcing Streets of Rage 4 has been released. The game will be the first entry in the classic Sega series in 24 years, but no release date has been announced. In comics news, Marvel announced that Otto Octavius will be stepping back into his red and black tights with the return of the Superior Spider-Man series coming this uh, December. (laughs) In TV news, John Goodman in an interview with the Sunday Times revealed that the character of Roseanne will be killed off in the uh, series spinoff The Connors. Star Trek is set to receive the prestigious Governor Award from the Television Academy this September on the 8th. Actually, that already happened. <laughs> DC <laughs> Universe's Doom Patrol had, uh, has announced some major castings with former James Bond actor Timothy Dalton cast as Dr. Niles, the Chief Calder, Alan Tudyk cast as Mr. Nobody, and Brendan Fraser cast as the voice of Robot Man. The, the Batman the Animated Series Blu-ray set has added digital codes, but this has caused it to be pushed back uh, in its release on October 30th. 
In movie news, in an interview with Total Film Magazine, Tom Hardy revealed he's signed with Sony to play Venom in at least three films, while Incredibles 2 is now the highest-earning animated film domestically of all time, crossing $600 billion... No! <laughs> $600 million. I wrote that wrong at the domestic box office. Matt Smith, best known as the 11th Doctor on Doctor Who, has been cast in an unknown role in Star Wars Episode Nine, along with Lost alum Matt Monaghan. Man of Steel star Henry Cavill has been cast to play Geralt of Riva on Netflix's Witcher... Whatever. <laughs> And the title for the sixth Die Hard movie has been revealed with the film being called McLean. In other news, William Shatner has announced his Christmas album titled Shatner Claws that will be available on October 26th and features 13 songs and 12 collaborations. Disney announced Oga's Cantina in the Star Wars Galaxy's Edge attraction at Disneyland will be the first place alcohol will be served at an open attraction within the Disneyland Park in its 63 years in operation. Disney's upcoming streaming service finally has a name as well, and it's Disney Play. While uh, a DC streaming service, DC Universe, has officially announced its release date, uh, the entertainment platform will be available this Saturday on Batman Day, September 15th. And that is the news. Wow. Beat it by almost a solid minute. Yeah, well, there wasn't that much. Uh, And it would have been less had I not fucked up. So bad. Right. This was a bad one. Uh, you were commenting on something there for a second, though. Uh, shit, I can't remember what it was now. <laughs> How do you feel that? Uh, it was before the Batman the Animated Series thing. Yeah, whatever. Uh, let's go up here. That's movie news. Uh, oh, oh, the uh, Doom Patrol yeah, castings. They, they released photos. Did they? Yeah, they well, released not photos of uh, Robot Man, Mr. Nobody... And other people the chick they man they have nailed the casting with this like yeah. the people in titans are nobodies and this show is supposed to spin out of that so like we've got some powerhouse castings here yeah uh, i mean it gives you a lot of hope for the dc streaming service how do you feel about that coming out it's coming out saturday man i know it's coming saturday I'm so and that's after that's the day after I get paid, so I might actually be able to afford a month it's of it. Two days after I get paid, and I'll definitely be able to afford it. So uh, you know, if you can't suck it, <laughs> you know what? I'll just get your uh, your login information. Yeah, anytime you want to come off of that Amazon play or Amazon whatever. I don't know. It's called. Ooh, that's pretty. That's nobody, Mister Nobody. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, okay. <clears throat> well, we'll talk about those more probably on the next episode. But we do have to unfortunately get to the sadder part of our show, which is the fallen heroes segment. Guys, every now and then a legend is brought into this world, but before they can become that legend, they have to pass through this mortal coil and become our fallen heroes. Uh, and this time we are taking a look at three who have sadly left us. Uh, longtime Marvel Comics writer Gary Frederick, best known for his acclaimed run on Sergeant Fury and the Howling Commandos from 1967 to 1971, and co-creator of Ghost Rider in uh, 1973, passed away from the effects of Parkinson's uh, this past month in at the age of 85. Uh, joining him was 
uh, another Marvel legend, Marvel alum, uh, Will Eisner Hall of Famer, colorist and artist from Marvel in its Atlas days all the way up to her retirement in the mid-2000s, Marie Severin, uh, best known for her astounding talent for likenesses and co-creating Spider-Woman and her iconic costume. Oh. Uh, she also passed away at the age of 89 following a recent stroke. Finally, a beloved and iconic actor, Burt Reynolds, passed away at the age of 82 with many reports claiming that the culprit was a heart attack. Uh, chances are you've seen one of his many films like Smokey and the Bandit, Deliverance, or either of the Longest Yard films. Uh, however, Reynolds did turn down many serious and challenging roles over the years, leading him to write in his memoir titled, But Enough About Me, uh, and I quote, I didn't open myself to new writers or risky parts because I wasn't interested in challenging myself as an actor. I was interested in having a good time. As a result, I missed out on a lot of opportunities to show I could play serious roles. By the time I finally woke up and tried to get it right, though, nobody would give me a chance. End quote. He didn't come off bitter about the whole thing, though, later stating, again, I quote, uh, I always wanted to experience everything and go down swinging. Well, so far so good. I know I'm old, but I feel young. Uh, and there's one thing no, nobody can ever take away. Nobody had more fun than I did. And so these are our fallen heroes. Uh, we're, we're sad to see Burt go, for yeah. sure, because I, I feel like there was still something left in that tank. I don't know what, Oh yeah. but uh, I don't feel like he was done having his fun just yet. When I, when I heard about this and I was telling people at work, man, just watching the domino effect of people telling other people and watching this become a wave in my workplace, mm -hmm. like that name alone caused that, uh, that stop for like a solid minute. In, in my workplace, like everyone taking notice, so that's that's legend power, right? Oh there. yeah, yeah. We 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 say a solemn goodbye to them, and uh, that that unfortunately is how we're going to end this episode. That's weird. We, uh, mm. We're ending on a really down note. It sucks. Odell, say something funny. Tits. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Fine. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, like this episode if you liked it. Subscribe if you loved it. If you're on YouTube, don't forget to hit the bell below if you want to know when the newest videos go up. Comment your thoughts on any of today's stories. And please, share this episode on social media. That, that is the best way to show us your love right there. Um, and also subscribing. And also commenting. and all, You know, just do it all. Just do it all. God damn. My name is Vincent Herman, been the human. James Edel, Alpha Spectre. And just do it all before just the outro it. music cues. Nike, just do it. Controversy.